leadership is important. And um, there's a reason why um, we need leadership and that leadership should be um, effective and not confused. We should know the direction we are going and we should be able to identify the leader so that um, there would be, wouldn't be any confusion as to where we are going. Now, Moses was called by God to lead the children of Israel. And um, he didn't want to do it. He was hesitant. So he made excuses to God to uh, say, well, I, I can't do it. I can't speak. I'm not able to. Or let somebody else do it. Or I can't. And the Lord was um, not pleased with Moses because he knew that whoever he caused, he could enable. So um, he, he, however, um, he led to Moses and gave him Aaron to be a, mouth, a mouthpiece for him. So we know that um, Moses did not take up leadership on himself. And um, somehow along the way, the people um, didn't understand that, that God was the one who chose Moses to be the leader. Leaders are appointed by God. The church is created by God. The church is not a bunch of people who because of their skills and holiness impress God, who appreciates them and grant them a special and grant them special privilege. It's not a bunch of people who please God and so he give us special privilege and, and, and special position. God in his love and mercy called his people together in covenant relationships and chooses the leader which are we include uh, which include the pastor the deacon the choir the superintendent and all the officers their leaders and god chooses the leaders and they, he should also uh, when he feels fit to um, get rid of the leader or, or appoint somebody else. He has that power and that right. Leaders are not removed by the judgment of people who are dissatisfied with their performance. I want to, I'm not saying that shouldn't happen. I'm just saying that this is not how God look at it because people are dissatisfied with Moses, then God's going to remove Moses. He's not going to remove Moses because people are dissatisfied with him. But God is the judge 
And it does eventually remove leaders and replaces leaders. God does that. So, let us examine how God um, solved the leadership crisis that developed while the children of Israel um, were going through the wilderness. And if we turn to um, Numbers chapter 16, verse 1 to 3, now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Koath, the son of Levi, and Datham and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift up ye yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. So here we are, the, these men, men of renown. Um, and they felt, they said, we are qualified. Just as you are, we are even more qualified maybe. 250 of them with their um, the leader. You see, the revolution always have a leader. And the leader organizes the revolution and explains the reason for the revol uh, revolution. The leader explained the reason for the revolution. So the reason is that Moses and Aaron took too much upon themselves to appoint themselves leaders to, to um, have mastery over the people. And furthermore, they, from their opinion, in verse, um, verse 3, ye, ta ye take too much upon you. See, all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourself above the congregation of the Lord. So they are saying now, either of us could, do, could lead. That's our opinion. Now, this is very important because God wants the, the leadership situation to be clear and um, we should know what direction we are going and the direction should be um, single. We shouldn't be confused about the, the direction. Now, how did Moses respond to this? From verse 4 to 11 of chapter 16, it says, And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. 
I don't think Moses was even concerned about himself. He was concerned about the rebellion. He fell upon his face and he spake unto Korah and unto all his company, saying, Even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his and who is holy and will cause him to come near unto him. Even him whom he hath chosen will he cause to come near unto him. This do, take your censers, Korah, and all his company, and put fire therein, and put in incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord doth choose, he shall be holy. Ye take too much upon you, ye sons of Levi. They were all children of Levi too. So they, they were qualified to be priests. That's the point. They were qualified to be priests, men of renown, but they were not chosen by God. And Moses said unto Korah, Here I pray you, ye sons of Levi, seemeth it but a small thing unto you that the God of Israel hath separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to him, to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them. And ye have brought thee near to him, and all the, thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee, and seek ye the priesthood also. For which cause both thou and all the company are gathered together against the Lord? And what is Aaron that he murmur against him? And Moses sent to call Datham and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, which said, we'll not, We will not come up. They defy Moses. We will not come up. Is it a small, and here is the accusation again. Is it a small thing that thou hast brought us up out of a land that floweth with milk and honey? to kill us in the wilderness, except thou makest thyself altogether a prince over us. Moreover, thou hast not brought us into a land that floweth with milk and honey, or given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will thou put out the eyes of these men? Will he? Will, we will not come up. So here is he saying, listen Moses, we're not going to come up. Because what you have not brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey. And you have taken us out of a land flowing with milk and honey. But listen to me. That land flowing, Egypt was not flowing with milk and honey for the children of Israel. They were slaves. So they were lying. They were slaves there to work for the Egyptians. And Moses gave up a lot to become the leader. He abandoned the kingdom to become their leader. He sacrificed his comfort, the privilege of princehood, to become their leader. He risked his life when he tried to defend the children of Israel, he had to run from Pharaoh and spent 40 years in the wilderness as a shepherd, but God was training him. So, you know, that's like our Sabbath school lesson. 
He said, don't think it all joy when you go through tribulation because there's a purpose. Tribulation work of patience. He developed patience and the ability to lead when he spent the 40 years in exile in the wilderness. He developed patience and skill of leadership when he led the sheep. He developed patience and wisdom in the wilderness. So Moses was not exalting himself over them. He, they are complaining that he has made himself as prince over them. Moses was a prince over the, the empire, the empire of Egypt. That was the, the empire of the civilized, great civilization of the world in those days, Egypt. So when they are saying, is it a small thing that thou hast brought us up out of a land with milk and honey and to kill us in the wilderness, except thou makest thyself altogether a prince over us? It's ironic that they say that when Moses indeed was a prince, he, was, he didn't need to make himself a prince. He was a prince. He was born a prince. Almost. So they, they accused him um, and tried to put him down. And Moses was very rough and said unto the Lord, respect not their offering. I have not taken one ass from them, neither have I hurt one of them. Moses said, they have nothing to gain from a bunch of slaves. They didn't have an ass to give me. I haven't taken anything from them. I'm, I have not hurt them. I tried to protect them. I brought them through the wilderness. I brought them through the Red Sea. I gave them water when they were thirsty. I brought water out of a rock for them. They got manna in the wilderness. I haven't taken anything from them. The Lord said unto Korah, Be thou and all thy company before the Lord, thou and thee and Aaron tomorrow. So Moses did not take things upon himself. He redirected their attention to God. Because they were not murmuring against Moses. They, think, they thought they were. But God was the one that they were murmuring against. And God is going to deal with it. So, in, um, from verse 16, And Moses said unto Korah, Be thou and all thy company before the Lord, thou and they, and Aaron tomorrow. And take every man his censer and put incense in them and bring ye before the Lord every man his censer, 250 censers, thou also and Aaron each of you his censer. And they took every man his censer and put fire in them and laid incense thereon and stood in the door of a tabernacle of the congregation with Moses and Aaron. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them. Until the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. 
and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the congregation. And the Lord spake unto Moses and said unto Aaron, saying, separate yourselves from among the, from among the congregation that I may consume them in a moment. So God said, now you, Moses and Aaron, separate yourself. And he was going to consume all the, the, the congregation. But, and they fell upon their faces and said, oh God, the God of the spirit of all flesh, shall one man sin, and wilt thou be wroth with all the congregation? And the Lord speak unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the congregation, saying, Get you up from among the tabernacles of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Get among them. Separate yourself from among them. Because you know what? When there's rebellion, be careful. You're not among them because you can be um, punished with them. And Moses rose up and went unto Dathan and Abiram. <clears throat> and the children of Israel followed him. And he spake unto the congregation, saying, Depart, I pray you, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest ye be consumed in all their sins. So they got up from the tabernacle of Korah, Datham, and Abiram on every side. Datham and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents and their wives and their sons and their little children. And Moses said, Hereby ye shall know that the Lord hath sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of mine own mind. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited after visitation of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. <coughs> but if the Lord make a new thing and earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that appertaineth unto them, and they go on quick into the pit, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And it came, past, came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground clave asunder that were under them. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. They all that they all and they and all that appertained to them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed upon them, and they perished from among the congregation. And all Israel that were round about them fled at the cry of them, for as they said, lest the earth swallow us up also. <coughs> now this is demonstrating the how God thinks of leadership. Because God is not to come down on earth and, and lead. He's going to appoint people to lead. And um, he very, he's very serious about it because 
once he appoints people to lead, he doesn't expect to come and have to, you have to refer to him again every time because he appoints these people to lead. So God is very, very jealous about the leadership of his people. And also the 250 men, verse 36, fire came and consumed them. So, when this happened, you would think that people would have learned a lesson. But verse 41 said, and on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, Ye have killed the people of the Lord. And it came to pass when the congregation was gathered against Moses and against Aaron, that they looked toward the tabernacle of the congregation, and there was a cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of the congregation, Lord speak of them, saying, Get you up from among this congregation, that I may consume them as in a moment. And they fell on their, upon their faces. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar. I put, and put on incense and go quickly unto the congregation and make an atonement for them, for there is wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. Now, Moses and Aaron were still um, negotiating on behalf of the, people, of the people. They were making atonement for them. Say, Lord, don't destroy them. They, they are against us, but don't destroy them. Have mercy upon them. And, and they made offering um, burnt incense for the Lord to um, take away the plague. But 14,700 died before Aaron could, <clears throat> could intercede. So God dealt with the, the rebellion. Now, God still had to make clear what he wanted uh, the leadership to be like. And so he said unto Moses in chapter 17, he told him to, to um, take a rod from all, from uh, every tribe, the 12 tribes, one rod, and Aaron would represent the tribe of Levi, take Aaron's rod. And then they would put it up, I think in the, um, they said in the, um, in the tabernacle of the congregation before the testimony. So they put them there and left them overnight. And they said the rod that budded and bear fruit, that would be the leader. The, the man who owned that rod would be the leader of the people. And in the morrow, when they took the rod, Aaron's rod budded like his early spring, 
that dry rod, I figured the rod was um, dry and shine from, from handling it. And um, nobody expected to, to, to bud. It became green now, put on buds and leaves and blossom and bore almonds. And that's what God had to do to show who he wanted, um, the leadership that he wanted. Leadership is of God. And um, leadership is not removed just because people feel like we don't like it. But there are sometimes just cause to remove leadership. And that must happen when it comes. Well, let us look at <coughs> Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs 6, verse 16 to 19. <coughs> Verse 16. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying. Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devised wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that beareth lies, and he that swift discord among brethren. Now, he said, These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Now, I think the word seven there means the seventh. Six, God hit both. The seventh one is he, he absolutely um, hate. It's, um, it's an abomination. It makes him very upset, the seventh one. What is the seventh one? He that swept this card among brethren. That's the one. And the rebellion starts with sowing this card among the brethren. And opening the eyes of the brethren so that they become discontent and so overthrow the leadership. But the sin also includes the other ones. Um, pr a proud look, pride. God don't love pride, and pride sometimes, that's what Kor happened to Korah and Nathan and Abiram. They all were proud. And they, they had lying tongues because they were lying on Moses. And 
They probably wanted to shed the blood of the innocent too. And they devised wicked imagination. And they were swift to run to mischief. They were false witnesses. And they sowed discord among brethren. Sowing discord among brethren is a sin that is an abomination unto the Lord. Because brethren would otherwise have been um, following Moses' directions, doing what the Lord wanted them to do. But there were some who opened their eyes to, to evil, incite evil, incite a rebellion. And God dealt with, with it swiftly and drastically. God wants um, his people to, um, to be united for the common good. Have one goal under one leadership of Jesus Christ. God is a leader, not Moses. And they must listen to the word of God. But when they took their eyes off God and started to see men, they saw Moses and Aaron as their leaders, whereas Moses and Aaron did not see themselves as leaders because they represented the Lord. They were doing what the Lord's bidding. But when we take our eyes off God, we start to see the performance of men. And we start to compare the performance of men and decide to make judgment about the leaders. God does not want that to happen. But God has a way of dealing with things. And if we read um, Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 5, verse 33. When they heard that when they heard that they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. This was when they um, arrested the disciples and, and wanted to kill them. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had in reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. And he said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what he intended to do as touching these men. But before these days rose up Thudeus, boasting himself to be someone, somebody, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain and all, as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drove in much people after him, he also perished, and all were as many, and even as many as obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men, let them alone. For if this counsel 
or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, he cannot overthrow it, lest aptly he be found even to fight against God. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So here's Gamaliel saying, listen, you mess with these men, you probably will be fighting against God. If God has told them to do what they're doing, don't fight against them. Because you would be fighting against God. When we wrestle, when we struggle against God's direction, we are fighting against God. So we have to be very careful. Because um, we could be fighting against God. So we started by saying that leadership, leaders are appointed by God. The church is God is created by God. The church is not a bunch of people who, um, because of their skills and holiness, impress God who appreciate them and grant them special privileges. You see, God bring us together as a covenant people. And he must remain the, the leader of his church. And we all are, in a sense, leaders. We all are accountable to God and serve to God. And we must work together as one. And um, remember, God is able to, to deal with our, our, our um, leadership crisis, just like he did with the children of Israel. He dealt with the crisis. So at the end of it all, it was clear what God wanted. I just hope as a church we will weld ourselves together under the leadership of Christ. In all our ways, acknowledge him so he can direct our path. And the song said, um, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. We all are brought to this point by the grace of God. His amazing grace. God who saved us, bought us with the price of his blood and put us in this place that we can sing amazing grace. And the end of the song, somebody add the, 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 the line, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. And a lot of praise God. Because we have come this far 
by faith, leaning on the Lord. And it's this grace of God that brings us to this point. And in the future, is the grace of God that God will keep us going on, not by wisdom, not by might, but by the Spirit of God. Is the grace of God, the Spirit of God who leads us, is the Spirit of God who leads the church. God is a leader of the church. And Jesus Christ said, on this rock, the truth will I build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So we, we just um, surrender ourselves to God and allow him to lead us. Keep our eyes on, on him. Be focused. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Amen.